0: All right, guys. Here's the second half of chapter 15. Now, gentlemen, this hunt must be carried out in a sportsmanlike way. If the coon is treed where he can't be caught, such as in a bluff, it will not be counted. You must catch the coon, skin it, and turn the hide over to your judge. You are allowed to take an axe, a lantern, and a gun with a bird shot, which you can choose, which you can use to get the coon out of a tree. 25 sets of hands have been entered in this hunt. In this box, I have 25 cards. Everyone in the contest will now line up for the drawing. The card you draw will tell you what night your hounds are to hunt. Walking along the line, I noticed the beautiful red coats, the caps, and the soft leather boots worn by the other hunters. I felt out of place in my faded blue overalls, old sheepskin coat, and scuffed and worn shoes, but to the wonderful men it made no difference. They treated me like a man and even talked to me like a man. When it came my time to draw, my hand was shaking so hard I could hardly get it in the box. Pulling the card out... I saw i drawn the fourth night. After the hunters had left, we stood around our campfire, sipping strong black coffee and listening to the baying of the hounds. Time after time, we heard the tree bark. Once two hounds came close to the camp, hot on the trail. We listened to their steady bawling. All at once, they stopped. After several minutes of waiting, a hunter said, You know what? That old coon took to the river and in some way has fooled those dogs. Another one said, Yes, sir, he sure has. A friendly hunter looked at me and asked, do you think he could have fooled your dogs? Thinking this question over, I said, You know, sometimes when I'm hunting away back in the mountains or down on the river, I sing a little song I made up myself. One of the verse goes like this. You can swim that river, old Mr. Ringtail, and play your tricks out one by one. It won't do any good, old Mr. Ringtail, for my little aunt knows everyone. The hunters roared with laughter. Some slapped me on the back, tired and sleepy, but with a smile on my face, I went off to bed. The next morning, two black tick hounds from the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee came out in the lead from the three big coons to their credit. The other four sets were eliminated. The following morning, all five sets of dogs were eliminated. None had even tied the blue ticks, although two sets had gotten two coons, and one of them had treed the third one in the bluff. That day, while eating our dinner, my grandfather asked me if my dogs had ever treed three coons in one night. I said, yes, four different times, but that's all. "'Where do you think we should hunt on our night?' Papa asked. "'I told him if we could get our judge to go with us in the buggy, "'we would be better off if we could go far downriver "'and get out of range where the other dogs had hunted.' "'He said, "'That's a good idea. I'll go see the judges about it.' "'While I was washing the dishes, Grandpa said, "'I think I'll shave. I should have left the tent then, "'but I wasn't done with my dishwashing.' "'With a pin, Grandpa hung a small mirror on the tent wall. "'After much snorting, mumbling, and screwing up of his face,' This way and that, the job was completed, dabbing a little water on his iron-grey hair, he reached for his brush and comb from the corner of my eye. I watched him. I had tried to clean the beautiful brush, but I hadn't been able to get all the short red hair from it with two fingers. Grandpa pulled some from the front from the bristles, holding it in front of him. He looked it over carefully, then bending over close to the mirror, peeking over his glasses, and inspecting he inspected his head. Straightening up, looking at the brush again, turning around quickly, he looked straight at me and said, Say, young. Not waiting for anything more, I scooted for the door. Crawling under the buggy, I lay down between my dogs. I knew he wouldn't be mad at me, but it would be best to stay away for a while. The third night, the blue ticks were tied by two black and tan hounds from the bayou country of Louisiana. All that day, I was restless. I prowled through the camp. Every little while, I would go and see how old Dan and Little Ann were. Once I took two weenies from our groceries, I heated them and gave them to my dogs for a treat. Old Dan swallowed his down in one gulp and looked at me as if to say, is that all? Little Ann ate hers in a ladylike way. I could have sworn with a small grin on her face. Grandpa was hopping around like a grasshopper, going here and there. Once passing the tent, I heard his voice. I knew he was bragging about my dogs. I smiled to myself. Another hunter stopped me and asked, is it true that your hounds have treed six coons in one night? three up in one tree, or is that old man just blowing off steam? I told him that my grandfather had a little steam, but he was the best grandpa boy ever had. He patted me on the head, turned, and walked away laughing. All right, that's the end of chapter 15. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care, guys.